0: Yep, let's midnight. Midnight. midnight
1: conversation. We're midnight. midnight conversation. And Midnight at midnight conversation. We're here with me Brett and Welcome to Midnight Conversations. I'm Anand and Navikaraja and I'm Stephen Banos.
0: How you going, Stephen? How are things? Yeah, we did that well this time. I know, I Remember think so. Remember last week it th- I, well, yeah, was don't. like a I, I think the,
1: dif- and, <laughs> the uh, differentiating geez. factor was the fact that I brought mm. us into the podcast, so I feel you're like much that- better at this than I yeah, am. Oh you? well, you know, you said it, for me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all right. It's all about improvement, you know. So uh, yeah, um, no, yeah, no further we'll, comments. Other than that, we'll let that awkward pause. Just oh yeah, no, there.
0: no. Look, I'm I'm good. I'm 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 good enough. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that's this? I had bigger. a I had a, um, no. a pretty full on weekend, and I'm uh, I'm still oh, yeah. still recovering a little bit. What was How happening about on you, your weekend? Oh, I'll, t- I'll answer your question. Um, oh, I, d- I had had some uh, some big parties, caught up with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, do yeah, walking outside did
1: perhaps? Did you uh, were you thinking about your weekend for I, a while? Were you repetitively <clears throat> thinking about it? I mean, what do you what do you think?
0: I have no idea where you're going with this. Oh, um, no? oh, okay, but mm. uh, look, yeah, I did. No, I, I did some um some nature walks, some uh like uh, what do you call them? Oceanside walks. Yeah, you could call them that. Yeah, uh, that also fits yes. under the umbrella term
1: of na- nature walk. But yeah, no. Okay. Some ocean coast sidewalks. Walks, some yes, trees. Tre- that was yeah. the time I was Oh, okay, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I was yes, like, did you're you just naming things. Like I like walk next to trees, I <laughs> walk next to cars, car sidewalks. is great. <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> did you um, uh, walk beside anything
1: um, that uh, was part of the natural environment? Uh, no, because I think that's enough of a segue yeah. to get us into today's topic, <laughs> which is I'm disappointed. Point. I think I set myself up with the whole excellent uh, pun last time. It was it was yeah. hard to sort of come back with a pun that would get us into this podcast as, as well. I'm a as bit disappointed as well. Uh, well, you know what? It's not Next where week. you are. It's It was good enough, I think, in <laughs> <And> the immortal <laughs> words of Stephen Battles. Uh, today, we're <laughs> talking about nature experience reducing uh, ruminating uh, thoughts and subgenual prefrontal cortex activation. Uh, it's a lot mm. to unpack there. But the first thing I think we'll talk about is rumination. Stephen, can you yeah. help us out? What is your knowledge or understanding of what rumination is?
0: Well, look, I, I wasn't too familiar with it um, when I when I pulled this paper, um, so I kind of did some googling, and mm-hmm. Healthline seemed to have kind of the the most easily understandable explanation of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it reads has your head ever been filled with one single thought or a string of thoughts that just keep repeating and repeating and repeating themselves the process of continually, continuously thinking about the same thoughts which tend to be sad or dark is called rumination a habit of rumination can be dangerous to your mental health, as it can prolong or intensify depression, as well as impair your ability to think and process emotions. So it went a little bit further than a the definition there. Yeah, but I, d- I um, didn't
1: know that. Um, from my understanding, I didn't know it actually had to be negative thoughts. So it's, it's yeah, insane, so. I didn't know
0: that either. Um, they they touch on that as well in this paper actually. Mm. It's it is specifically like thoughts that are, are negative about yourself. Yeah. yeah. That's yep. not why I found this paper. I haven't been uh, particularly Oh,
1: you you do it okay, are you? you yeah. Well, dark, you can always yeah. chat. Yeah. Yeah. That's Thank you. <laughs> are you <laughs> so, one
0: to ruminate? Oh, 100%.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a yeah, I'm a big ruminator. I mean, I, I guess on a lot of things, not just negative, but also positive, but in hmm. in in a lot of facets. I think uh one I, facet where I ruminate a lot is always in any public speaking event or any when I was doing stand up comedy, that was a big thing where I'd, I'd ruminate a lot because it's um I'd get very obsessive over how the performances were perceived because mm. and it's sort of how I felt I'd get better. It was it was my way of practicing. I would, you know, sort of self analyze. So it's interesting. I don't I don't know where the line is between where I'm like, you know, I, I view it as like an athlete watching, watching footage of their performance trying to get better. Uh, mm. At what point does that become rumination? I mean. There were, yeah, definitely times, especially when you're focusing on a stand up bit, you know, you're you're literally thinking about it from every angle over and over and over again. So, yeah, totally. lo- I, actually, I actually think
0: yeah. that's kind of healthy, right? If you if you perform badly at something or if you if you even if you just like have an awkward social interaction or something, and you walk away and you start thinking about how you can correct that for next time. To me, that's kind of healthy behavior.
1: I think it can be. I think where it becomes in the unhealthy zone is probably where it's like detrimental to your daily functioning or well-being. So in the sense of maybe if you're, you know, thinking, oh, this interaction went a bit awkwardly or not so well. And then that, you know, mitigates you from having more interactions. You're like, ah, that other one wasn't too good. I'm not going to try for other better interactions. So if you Mm. I I guess I guess it depends on, on how the rumination dictates your behaviors.
0: Mm. yeah okay interesting you know those have you ever met those people that kind of like they go through something like bad like they get fired from their job or something Mm. and then they just like very quickly brazen it out like eh, i was probably in the right everyone else screwed up and then they move on in their life without correcting any of their behaviors those people get to be mad well
1: uh, well there's i mean a few things unpacked there one thing is the fact of you know i've i I, there are certain people i've met in life who were who aren't seemingly aren't phased by you know incidents that occur to them so but whether they say oh i was in the right or not in the right i think that's that's an interesting one too but yeah i've Mm. definitely met people who are you know less phased by interactions or events than other people and it's uh, Mm. partly genetic partly environmental like as we always discuss with these things but there's uh, a lot of interesting thoughts about what's going on in the brain which is important because that's what this paper is sort of trying to tackle like So Mm. where in the brain is important for this sort of rumination to occur and how nature's experience of it? So let's take the listeners through what's going on. So the authors here. They argue that urbanization has many benefits, but it's also associated with increased levels of mental illness, including depression. It has been suggested that decreased nature experience may help to explain the link between urbanization and mental illness. And I figure, Stephen, you're you're quite an outdoors person. I figure that was mm. the, the line that caught you with this paper. Um because you like doing a lot yeah. of physical activity outside.
0: Yeah, it's it's also um I'm kind of like deciding which areas of um, a, a city to, to live in, to, to buy a, a property at the moment. All right. And so a lot of my thinking is like, what sort of environments do I need to be in like for my brain, like to, to give my brain the best chance of performing at its at its optimal yeah, level, right? right? Interesting. Um, and so, I, yeah, I, I turned to science to see are there any studies about like what kind of environments are actually going to improve my memory or like improve my mental health and that, mm. that sort of thing so that's that's why i came upon this paper
1: yeah now it,
0: it seems like there's this sort of a, an established um or it, it's it's fairly well agreed upon in science that being in nature is good for your brain in certain aspects is that is that what you're seeing from i from think so but well?
1: i i wonder i don't know the research heavily but initially my initial thoughts are i wonder whether that's because uh being in nature is beneficial, or whether just uh, being inside the house may be associated with isolation, or maybe more linked with mental illness, Uh, so, or, you know, being not able to go outside, like, independently, so whether all these factors also factor in, but I think, you know, partly, I think anyone who, who, we've all been experiencing this, like, COVID-19 pandemic. Understanding mm. that th- there is definitely value in out- going outside. I know so many coworkers of mine are just I- implementing like ten to fifteen minute walks outside. They're trying to do. We're doing social catch ups once a week, and in that catch up, everyone's encouraged to do something. So, you know, I've been like cooking on the catch ups, and I like bake while I'm mm. while I'm on the chat. Other people go for walks, to get coffee, or um, just do anything like on the treadmill, any anything that. Is just different, so uh, I think the value of mm. outdoors and nature is, is yeah, found in this time. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I just I just, uh, just noticed a little paragraph um, in the introduction here. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. Um, it says other correlational studies reveal that window views that include natural elements compared with window views that do not are associated with superior memory, attention, and impulse inhibition, as well as greater feelings of subjective well-being. It's mm-hmm. pretty well established that being in green natural environment is good for the brain.
1: So yeah. that's, that's interesting, there you go. but yeah, yeah, th- yeah, I
0: mean, this this paper is kind of trying to answer why it's good for our brain, and exactly. it might even be linked to other things like like you're saying, just being distracted, doing something different. Mm-hmm. maybe that's maybe that is part of it. yeah, um do, is this kind of an area of science that you've looked at before? Uh,
1: sure. to some extent, I mean, i, I mm. i'm I'm interested in all science. I mean, that's partly why yep. we do these podcasts, right? we' we're, totally. we're sort of learning about different areas and allows it provides me with a platform where I'm looking at. Research done in different fields that are either related or slightly related, but it's all si- under the umbrella of science to some degree. But um, mm. I haven't I haven't directly looked into into this stuff, and I find it really interesting now that you've come brought it to my attention. Really, really interesting. So yeah. I, I'm definitely gonna, you know, what put my my desk needs to be next to my window. Is that what it needs to be for for a superior?
0: Oh, I, I guess I so. will. Do you want to do you want to share the the findings of this? Yeah, study? definitely. Well, or... so the the these authors were saying that.
1: Uh, the mechanism by which uh, the impact of nature exposure on rumination, they, they're they not really sure what's going on. So like a, there may be a pattern of self-reflective thought that's associated with a high, heightened risk of depression and other mental illnesses. So what they did is they got healthy participants uh, and they put them into a brief nature experience. So a 90 minute walk in a natural setting um, and they wanted to see what their self-report of rumination, so like thinking, as Stephen said, of these negative thoughts or, uh, or obsessively and to some degree over and over again. Um, and they found that those who did do the walk in the 90 minute walk in a natural setting uh, had uh, decreases in self-reported rumination. And also they did all this brain imaging uh, stuff in this study I won't go into too, de- too much detail but they also found um that there was an effect with the the neuronal activity in that uh, in a region of the brain that was responsible for um this rumination uh, type behavior so there was a decrease in both those things whereas a 90-minute walk in an urban setting had no effects on self-reported rumination or neural activity and I I, I was talking to Stephen before this podcast we were talking about why this paper was so interesting one of those things is you know, We always say exercise is really, really important, but what this is showing is that also the environment in which you're doing exercise can also have an important influence uh, into Mm. how things are um, occurring in your life. So um, overall, the study was saying that the pathway by which nature can experience, uh, a natural experience can improve mental health and well-being uh, suggests that it's important to go to natural areas uh, and to experience that. And they say it's more so now. Now that I think they said more than fifty percent of people live in urban areas, and by two thousand and fifty, it's expected to be seventy percent of people. So, um, and this urbanization is linked with increases in in mental illness, even though they're they're not sure why. So, so those mm-hmm. are some of the really important takeaways. I mean, what, what were your takeaways from from those findings, Stephen? What, what yeah, did it make look, you think about?
0: This this didn't surprise me really at all. Um, I think when I when I when I read stuff like this, it always takes me back to this experience I had uh, in in Thailand, where okay. in the, in the same day I went and like, um, there, there was a group of monkeys that we found on a beach and they lived in this like beautiful little environment and all they ate were like bananas and stuff and they just had the coast there and all these trees around them and they were super placid and super like calm and friendly. Yeah. And then later that day we went and we like found this group of monkeys that were sitting like at a temple in kind of like a city area and they were just eating like chips and stuff that um that would people were disposing of through from a convenience store Mm. and that that group of monkeys was crazy like they were angry (laughs) they were violent um yeah they were like attacking people and stuff but the the banana consuming monkeys were very chill very relaxed
1: yeah. So, um, so you did, you conducted your own mini observational experiment there, right? You had two populations. Yeah. You're comparing them. You're you're noting the differences in their consumption of either f- fresh fruit or being a specific banana and like mm. junk food. So, I mean, was your conclusion that it was based on the environment? I mean, they're both out there in you know in Thailand, right? Was it the mm. environment of being associated with people? Was it the fact that they had bananas? If do you think that if you gave them bad food, would that have made them like more crazy monkeys? Like, what?
0: Maybe, maybe, yeah. Like, there's obviously a lot of factors to consider there, but I guess the conclusion was that um, the the closer we are to the natural environment, natural foods, I think the the better our bodies respond.
1: I, yeah, that, I, I, yeah, I think I I definitely agree to some extent, but I think there's a, a, I think there's a danger in the word natural food because mm, okay. and the word processed food. I, I um, And feel free to disagree here. But I think it's what what's interesting to me is the I'm constantly aware that organizations can manipulate the way you think about things through advertisements, mm-hmm. where there's loads of studies that have shown that humans are very susceptible to advertisements. and And, you know, even now there's machine learning out there, which is implemented in everything. I mean, for listeners who may not be familiar with Machine learning, in a broad sense, it can be used in a lot of different applications. But one example is: say you're watching a YouTube video, and you are, you know, watching a series of videos, and more and more videos. You're watching, you're clicking different things, you're searching different things. After a while, YouTube starts saying, "Hey, um, there, there's a video here. Do you, maybe you'd like it. It's about, you know, monkeys eating bananas and other monkeys who eat junk food. Would would you like to watch this video?" Steve's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll watch that video." And and. Over time, the machine learning is—it's sort of an algorithm that can predict what you like and not like. So, and they use this in advertisements where ads are directed towards your browsing history or interests because of your preferences. So, I'm I'm always aware that there's you know easily influenced uh, humans are easily influenced by marketing, and I, I feel like one big trend has been this whole like. Natural food, natural ideas that I, you know, there. It's it, uh, I'm just aware that you know what is natural. We we can get some concrete examples out here, right? Like fruits, vegetables, and then we talk about mm. things that are unprocessed, right? But then, is are things that are processed necessarily bad for you? Like if I ha- have rolled oats and then I have quick oats. Quick oats are technically processed foods because it's rolled oats that have been cut up into tinier pieces that make them quicker to cook. But mm. the process is cutting, like nothing's been added, nothing's been changed. So is, is that necessarily worse for my health than that? And so like, what's natural, what's the natural state right. of a rolled oat? So, um, yeah, sorry, a bit, bit of a tangible thing, but something I've always thought about when it comes to- If, if those, if food. those
0: quick oats were, were marketed as natural oats, mm. do you think we would have the same responses if we were eating something that, you know, as if we were having something natural- Do you think it's just the marketing that, like, or the Um, conditioning that shapes our reaction to things? Oh, I, th- right.
1: I think I think I mean possibly. There's, that's definitely the placebo effect, which has been well shown that when you mm. tell people that something is good for them and they take it, um, that we do see an increase in the behavior. Which we, I think we've talked about this a few times that we should definitely mm. do a podcast on this because it's yeah. it's amazing and we we don't really know why it happens. But I think more so, uh, it's just false advertising or misleading advertising. Um, you know, ninety nine percent fat free stuff. All you know, all all mm. of this. You know, when you look in to the calories yet yeah, the fat percentage is down but maybe it's supplemented with you know sugar or whatever so like it's it's uh, it, yeah it, it it it's interesting when we talk about like natural ideas and and in the same way like yeah. when we talk about natural environments what is a natural environment like th- this study talked about having people in in surrounded in nature but like do i need to be how many trees need to be around me for me to be in a in a natural environment you well, know like where, I, uh, where is the line?
0: Yeah, I I read something once, and it would need to be verified. But just looking at like a picture of a natural environment, even on your computer screen, can mm. actually like enhance your sense of calm.
1: Oh yeah, what's on um, what's on your computer screen?
0: What's on the back? Of well, the you, I'm am seeing your, your <laughs> face at the moment, <laughs> I mean, and I I I'm mean, highly anxious your, at the moment. So.
1: What's, your, <laughs> <laughs> what's your what's your desktop background? What do you what do you have in the back there?
0: Oh, it is it is like a rotating picture of various natural oh the the the, the
1: windows the classic windows uh y- you know yes rolling Why, hills and stuff what's yours is it mine is, or is it? uh no mine i've really liked uh <laughs> i mean when I get, you know uh, <laughs> apple they had the Mo, mojave or however M O J yeah that like it was like these hills and it was really nice so i have that um mm. yeah anyways all right this is <laughs> not not necessarily um, but nature nature related <laughs> yes well, well
0: back, kind of kind of back to your point um yeah. One of the interesting things that that this paper made me recall was that in the really urban environments like New York City and I think in London as well, but it was, it was mainly in uh, like uh, American urban environments, mm. they put squirrels in the parks there. So, you know how okay. there are squirrels in Hyde yeah, Park? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that yeah. was to try to create like a little... I don't know, like natural hub within within right. this, so like Makes manufacturing sense. nature in the urban environment. Mm, um, interesting, and that's that's something that's been happening kind of all over the world. Even Sydney's got that, yeah. like what what do they call it, urban greening or something? Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. and this this study kind of it directly mentions that that's something that is probably going to be beneficial to our societies in the future. Of course, Um, people people crave
1: it, right? Like it's, yeah. Hmm.
0: But considering what? Sorry,
1: it's considering.
0: Yeah, what? What was the statistic? Like uh, more than fifty percent of the population lives in an urban urban environment, and it's soon to be like seventy percent. You and know, over the next uh, 30 years or so.
1: The idea is uh, that yeah. we, we know that there is an association between this urban environment and increased mental illness. So we don't know why, which is what these authors say, but that's where the importance of it comes into play. But I think what's really, really interesting about this study is the fact that it was so such a brief exposure. It was a 90-minute walk, right? Like that, And that improved overall things. And, and you know, mm. there's a lot of factors to consider as to whether it was just getting people away from their computer screens or away from something and being able to think about something else. Or, you know, I I, I remember reading somewhere that smoking, they say smoking is bad for you, but the act of smoking isn't. And what I mean by that is, you know, uh, the act of smoking and whenever you're getting stressed, go outside take some deep breaths for a few mm. minutes at a time and then, you know, regroup and then come back in that, that behavior of breathing can be beneficial just to de-stress instead of maintaining in that stress environment. So, um, yeah, it's, yeah.
0: One one of the big questions for me out of this is, um, how long does that effect last? It's not really answered in this paper, is it? No. Do you have, do you have any way to no, share some I'm, light on that? It's, yeah. I'm, I'm very glad you, uh, ask
1: that question because that's a great Mm. like scientific sort of thought to have like when we see these effects first thing is like how large is the effect that we see and then second thing is if it's in a situation like this uh how long does it last for as you say and and Mm. and i guess these authors can't really answer that but i think what they do show which is interesting enough is that uh, it it there is an effect with minimal exposure. So like, just imagine what the implications could be if we compounded this. Like, it, it's possible that you know, with with repeat exposure, we get an even bigger effect over time. And so I think what they're trying to show is that even with this small intervention, we see this effect. So it can be have these beneficial outcomes. So we should we should look into this further.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. My like my my theory is like my hypothesis is kind of that it's we're literally. Um, the benefits are just there during that time that you're distracted. It's not until, oh, you, like think? until you have your next kind of thought of stress that you, you lose the benefits. Yeah. Right. Would be, would be right. But yeah. you know,
1: pr- prove me wrong. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's what science is mm. all about. It's about observation, you know, hypotheses and then testing. And that's where we, we get to that point of, of learning more and more about things. But it's interesting. Like mm. so many, uh, places I, they they say you know New York is famous for being described as the concrete jungle right like it's it's mm. there's concrete everywhere and is is there an effect of of having this like I I definitely feel better living in Canberra than when I was in Sydney but yeah. I don't know whether it's so much the environment is conducive to it or whether it's the fact that I often you know I'm more likely to cycle like I I was cycling in Sydney but uh, not very much and then in Canberra it's so easy to cycle everywhere uh, mm. so there's is it more conducive to those lifestyle things? But I mean, there's often times where, you know, I'll I'll be driving to, uh, you know, somewhere like 10 minutes away, and you look out and you see these mountains in Canberra. And it just, it does Mm. bring me a sense of like calmness. And I'm like, well, yeah, sort of makes sense. Like just, just to be able to see Mm. mountains on a normal drive to like the shops or something is just incredible. So yeah, I, I don't know, I understand that draw that nature has—it's just, uh, yeah, wondering what the effect is, and and it's the reason hmm. why. That's what we're discussing, really. Like, what is the effect of outside? So, um, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, whatever yeah. it is, it's it's shown to be good. Yes, um, that's right. So I hope I hope this podcast paper inspires you to to get outdoors and find some. Find some nature.
1: Definitely. I think in these Mm -hmm. times, especially, uh, getting outdoors and and making as much of an effort as possible to communicate with others and and check in on others as well is is really, really important now more than ever, because uh, a lot of people, I think, are are struggling. Uh, and I think, uh, we tried to highlight it. Uh, I think there's been a trend of doing a few of these podcasts that are focused on like mental illness or, or things that tangentially relate to depression and anxiety. And I think, uh, I think it's partly due to you know, you and I are both interested in these topics, but also now more than ever, these, these are important issues to discuss. So, um, mm, yeah. yeah, good good choice of a paper, Stephen, overall. Yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah, I think it was, it was a very interesting topic. And listeners at home, let us know what you think uh, on, on these, this topic, on these findings. As always, we put the link to the paper in the description uh, of our podcast, so you can always check that out. And if you have any other questions, uh, write us an email at midnightconversationspodcast at gmail.com. Or Mm -hmm. you can
0: find us, where can they find us, Stephen? Uh, Midnight Conversations podcast on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, we are new additions to TikTok as of today. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well,
1: how impressive is that? And we have our first <laughs> video up on TikTok. So jump on that. Yeah. You can see us do our TikToking thing. If you don't yeah. know what TikTok is, you can, uh, it's uh, essentially like Vine. And if you don't know what Vine is, then um, it's it's short form video in which people share things. But there's a bit more nuances to it. There's like trends people jump on. There's a lot of dancing. There's a lot of like... Yeah, I mean it's it's a good time, and if if you have children, just just ask them about it. It's it'll be <laughs> it'll be a learning experience for all. And uh, what else? We're on Instagram as well. Yep. Twitter. So we're, Twitter, boom! We're hitting all the boom. platforms. So. Uh, we're 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 there. We're out there, yeah. and we're we're outside often. Stephen and I, we're, <laughs> we're always outside on a walk. So if you if you catch us in the street, stop us and uh, ask us about stuff, and we'll we'll happily have a conversation with you. Uh, preferably not at midnight, because that's always a scary time of night. <laughs> but any other time. Um, and saying that, Stephen, anything yeah. else to add on on this paper? Any final? Not thoughts? for now. Not for, not now. for now. We'll okay. save it for next okay. week. Sounds good. Oh. And it's in, almost the end. Of, oh, it is the end of the pod. But before, because mm. I know we were wrapping up. But how is the? I didn't ask you this all fair, but how is the music been oh. coming along for the ending? Is that is G- that boring? great? Yeah, yeah, great. Is that still in the oven? Last time we checked, it was like to be tested. How <laughs> I
0: haven't. I actually haven't done anything oh, since no. I was okay. doing the last all right, good. <laughs> That's
1: okay. That's all, Go outside, be inspired by the nature, and hopefully that'll. Uh, Decrease your stress and just help things. Great, great plan. Great. Those could be lyrics to your next song. You never know. (laughs) It's been a pleasure. (laughs) See you guys. See you,